Well, hello. Um, this is my first, like the first episode of the um, Brilliance Disordered podcast, um, the Wounded Resilience podcast. And uh, my name is Ilebakhile, and Wounded Resilience is a part of myself that I discovered um just in this process of of having and living with the mental illness so that's where wounded resilience comes from and um i i wounded resilience is also just the platform that i use to create mental illness awareness and to be an advocate for mental health to discuss emotional hygiene and and also it's just you know, the platform through which um, it is an expression, you know, wounded resilience is an expression of, you know, my journey with mental illness and um, how painful it has been. Um, So really this podcast you know um is really going to be me sharing um greater insights giving greater insights into just greater insights into oh let's wait for that plane wow Sorry, the <laughs> it was a really low flying plane. Um, any hoozles. <laughs> um, I really be talking about what it what it feels like. Um, the exact like what exactly it feels like to live with a mental illness. Um, to just exist. Um, in life where you know you kind of have to go to work so that your bills can be paid and there are relationships that need to be maintained and um you know what does it look like to do all of those everyday things while you have a disordered brain um you know um a brain or a mind a soul that is easily triggered that you know, um, has been disordered because of childhood trauma and, you know, childhood neglect. And, you know, so I will be sharing about, um, I'll definitely be sharing about, you know, my, my, my childhood, things that I've experienced throughout my life, throughout, you know, not really the 30 years, 30 years that I've been on earth, but more maybe the past um, 20 years of my life and, and things that I remember that have happened to, 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 to contribute to um, my brain being disordered. You know, I'll also be talking about the actual disorders that I, I live with, that I've been diagnosed with, 
um, we'll also be talking about the importance of diagnosis and why I appreciate it and um, why I value, um, you know, diagnosis and pathology and the pathologization of um, certain um, experiences and behaviors. Um, and as we go along, you know, um, I will be explaining things and, you know, most of it, for the most part, a lot of what I say will be research based. I am like um like an academic at heart so i love doing research and structuring my conversations and even as a writer i love you know um, everything that i do is, is always always research based so yes i'll be talking about the disorders that i have which are um bipolar type 2 borderline anxiety just sorry yeah bipolar type 2 borderline personality disorder and um generalized anxiety disorder I'll also be I'll be talking about what does it mean to have those conditions, you know what are they and 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 when did I accept that diagnosis and why do I say these are the conditions that I have? Um, it's not always easy to 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 speak about the diagnoses because people will just be like, oh that's a label. Oh my gosh, don't don't um don't let that label define who you are or don't listen to these doctors or you know, um, and it's so easy for people who don't live with this thing for them to say that, but I live with this thing every single day. So when I got my diagnosis for bipolar, for instance, it really, really um, made life a bit better for me because there's certain, there were certain shifts in my mood, you know, that were actually quite um really paralyzing but also just affecting my functioning affecting how i relate to others affecting how i'd see myself and once i got the diagnosis and i was and i was put on treatment i've noticed a change in certain things you know my moods and that makes living life so much easier and that's the same with being you know, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, that like, it's not just worrying and being anxious because something is going to happen when your body and your mind, you know, are in constant fight or flight mode with, and there's nothing that, that brings that response about, like I could wake up in the morning, you know, my alarm goes off and my body responds as though someone is pointing at me with a gun. And, you know, it's not supposed to be like that. You know, so again, being on the medication that also treats that anxiety kind of helps. I'm, I don't, my body responds, you know, like if something happens that warrants a fight to fight response, then my body will, then, you know, it'll do the thing. But now and now when my alarm goes off in the morning, well, now I've been in a depressive episode, so it's been a bit rough and but one of my point is that medication my point is that diagnosis helps because then you you treat what needs to be treated so that you can live a a healthier life and it's a chronic illness that needs to be treated and you know it'll, there'll always be moments where despite the medication despite the therapy you know my symptoms will flare up but it's not as bad as it would be or it would not be as bad if i were not on medication um, so I'll be talking a lot about that medication, therapy as well. I'll be discussing, you know, interventions, you know, 
psychiatric interventions that are mental health and why they work and and why some for some people they don't work uh be talking about um suicidality you know and suicide so really this podcast would really be shedding a lot shedding me shedding light on um you know what it's like to live with a mental illness what mental illness is and what it is not my different diagnoses and I think on other days, if I've done research based or I get a guest, I'd love to get a guest who can shed light on, you know, men- mental illnesses that I don't have, maybe schizophrenia um, or dissociated identity disorder. And I think I want to see if I'm going to create opportunities for those who follow the podcast and subscribe and, you know, also just like, well, have my, you know, I'm going to, you know, put a link to my website or whatever so that when people go on and they can contact me to say, hey, I've got a brother who has this condition and I really don't know. If I can't talk about it, about it, I'll definitely get a guest um, on the podcast who can shed more light on it. Because ultimately, really, the purpose of, of you know, this podcast is, is um, awareness. It's awareness. And... Um, yeah, I want to create awareness around mental illness because I think people who, not different, I know people who have mental illness, and I'm saying myself, like we can feel, we do a lot of the time feel lonely and misunderstood and feel like failures for having this thing that no one gets. And I had to reach a point in my life where I was like, you know what? I can't feel like a failure because someone who doesn't have a mental illness doesn't know what it, doesn't get it. Because they don't have it, they can't get it. But it is real. And it, it's taken me a long time to be at a place where I'm like, this thing is real. So if you are living with a mental illness and it's chronic and it's painful and you're in and out of hospital and you, you've had so many suicide attempts and you're drinking and you're doing all these things, I want you to know that your condition is real, your experience is real, even if the whole entire world did not get it, even if you know you were the only person on earth who had your condition. It, it would still be real. Um, our experiences do not, um, you know, the validity of our experiences does not rest on other people's getting them or understanding the extent to which we're struggling. And that's something that I want people who have mental illness to also understand. So my sharing is, is firstly, first and foremost, for people who have mental illness to to have to know that this is a safe space um to know that there's a space where they are seen and and they are known and and that I can talk about this experience you know because it's easy to forget that oh my gosh I have a mental illness that's been diagnosed it's real I'm not making this up I'm not just a person who doesn't want to be well it's real I want to do that it's the podcast is also for people who have loved ones living with a mental illness um, who say like they don't know how to they don't know how to help their loved one and you first of all you can't fix your loved one that has a mental illness you can't take it away um 
but the practical things that you can do to support them and I'm going to explore those and I'm going to, I would love to have, you know, I definitely would love to have other people who have mental illness on the podcast and we can discuss how can people actually help us and there's something that I'm still trying to figure out because I don't know. Um, but the other day I thought to myself, okay, well, I need something practical that I can say because, you know, me being Christian, I'd say to someone, hey, you know, you can pray for me. But someone said to me the other day, look, beyond praying, what can I do? And now I'm like, actually, now that I think about it, I need someone to help me fold my clothes and my cupboard because that is overwhelming and I can't do it. Right now, as I'm, you know, I'm lying on my bed, on my back because you know I'm, I'm experiencing some psychosomatic pain and that basically means that I've been in such a heavy depressive episode and I've been so suicidal that it's causing physical pain and that's what you know psychosomatic pain is so I'll be discussing and explaining and breaking down you know things like that but yeah so if you have a loved one who has mental illness there are practical ways that you can help them but you you know it depends on you know what they need help with and sometimes no one knows what 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 what, what to ask for help because when you have depression or mental illness, it's hard to ask for help because this thing is telling you, dude, no one needs you in this world. You suck. You are bothering people. You are a burden. Leave everyone away. You are worthless. Leave everyone alone. You are worthless. And um, so I think if. Maybe if you have some, if you have a loved one that has a mental illness, um, and you live with them, then you can just be like, you know, today I'll oh, let me make them cereal, you know, especially when they are in the throes, especially when they're in the throes of the mental illness and they're in the room, let them make the tea and put it there and make cereal and put it there, you know, crack open a window, and let me maybe open the curtain a little bit, you know, too much, you know, and it's you know, I mean, just you know, the things that I'm discovering that i've discovered you know in this journey of literally being conscious of the mental illness and, and being diagnosed i mean i was diagnosed officially in 2000 and you know 10 with depression 2011 with um you know bipolar and borderline and anxiety was also like 2010 so you know it's been a very long journey with this condition but it's, I can remember as far back as 15 feeling very depressed, but also just having moments of elevated mood that were, you know, not really like above normal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, yeah, so the podcast is for those who live with mental illness and those who who will who, have a loved one that, that has a mental illness. And... Um, the most important thing is to show that it's more than just sadness. And, you know, and I guess as an introductory, you know, I was just like, you know, breaking down what the podcast is about and why I'm doing what I'm doing. But to kind of like, I guess as an introductory episode, you know, to talk about this thing of more than sadness and I actually, you know, hashtag more than sadness like I said today, I'm, you know, lying in my bed, on my back, um, I'm hungry, um, I don't really have energy to 
besides not having energy to get up to make myself food i'm in so much pain that i can't do that and i know that it's because i've been in this depressive episode and i've been in this physical pain for a very long time for a very long time and you know and this having this pain it made me think about how people don't really get you know for now i'm going to just talk about depression you know um but people don't really get what depression actually is like feels like what they experience what the overall experience is there is this misperception and this misconception that mental illness is sadness it's more than just the blues you know sadness is low mood you know low mood is definitely is yeah i guess that's a problem i saw the difference between low mood and sadness but sadness is just kind of like this emotion that's been brought on by oh my gosh my dog died i'm sad you know um i lost my child i'm really sad you know this and this is happening i'm sad you know and and it's a valid emotion as well but depression is not sadness it's more than that you know when your mood is low that's like when you're just like kind of feeling flat and you're feeling empty or you're feeling like something has been sucked out of you and you feel like the life has been sucked out of you and life kind of like loses its meaning and your existence becomes this burdensome thing you know that's that's what depression involves on top of that you know your body hurts um your back hurts your shoulders hurt your legs hurt your stomach's in pain on top of that you can't think straight you 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 can't focus you can't concentrate you can't make decisions you cannot make decisions you, your your brain feels like it's sore you're experiencing cognitive fatigue you are tired all the time you are fatigued all the time there's no energy um and then you're feeling worthless and you feel like everybody hates you you feel like the worst human being in all of existence and then there's those kind of like intrusive thoughts you know those kind of depressive thoughts that again just like you suck that person hates you oh my gosh you know and then you just kind of there's this rumination this kind of pattern of thinking over and over again and it's not something that you can just stop on your own it's not um and so all of that happens it's happening in your body in your soul man it's just a pit this deep melancholy that is just never ending never ever ending and in your mind as well you know it's a mind body and soul condition you know um and then you have to not go to work and show up and do all these things which only add to your condition because now your body and your mind now are under duress because you're feeling all these things you're going through all these things physically but you've got to show up and it only just makes the the illness kind of worse and 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 harder to 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 live with and yeah and i think that's something that is so important for people to actually get it that that's what it it entails that's what it is that you can't just say to someone snap out of it 
because it's not it's more than just a thought that i'm having it's not an attitude depression is not an attitude it is not a um yeah depression is not an attitude it's not a view on life it's not a you know it's, it's not about optimism pessimism it's not a character flaw it's not part of someone's personality or a character defect it's a a mental condition you know it's a mental illness it's a um, a mood disorder it's something that requires a multi-thronged approach it requires you know psychotherapy medication in most cases you know admission to a psychiatric facility to be contained it also requires you know someone learning skills um, to manage living with this condition learning healthy coping mechanisms to manage living with this condition to manage moments where there'll be an episode or there'll be a trigger and also part of the multi-pronged approach to 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 kind of supporting someone who lives a depression community you know support family whether it's a best friend or a a, a spouse partner a lover or um you know family just having people patient 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 people who can you know be patient and make an effort to do the research on on the condition and that's why i'm starting this this podcast let this be part of your research if you have a loved one that has depression or yeah or bipolar or, or anxiety or even borderline those are things that i have experienced extensive experience because i live with them you know um yeah depression is more than just sadness that's what it is and um i realized that that's something i also needed to understand for myself it's not only those in my life who needed to get it or see it or i needed to get that for myself that this is more than sadness it's a condition and i've gotta take my medication I've got to see my therapist and I've got to be honest when I'm struggling to see my therapist I need to be able to say I'm struggling to come see you I can't move or I'm struggling to come see you because I'm feeling like the hopelessness is so extreme there's no point in any of it then my therapist is likely to be like okay let's have a session over the phone let's have a Skype session you know if I'm not taking my pulse I need to tell my therapist that I'm struggling to talk to take my pills and we'll unpack why I'm struggling to take my pills let me I will tell my friends you know like you know what do I need to do should I move somewhere else should I live it's very difficult like for me to to get to this place has been years of getting it wrong and of not being on medication and of fucking up so many times you know and of just being it's not easy um I'm not perfect I haven't gotten it right I still moments where I drink when I know I shouldn't be drinking but I miss my medication or I'll miss a therapy session or it still happens you know I'm not you know this I'm not starting this podcast because I'm like this is the perfect way to live with a mental illness my biggest fear is still that I will take my life you know um but while I'm here this is what I'm gonna do I'm figuring it out I mean even starting this podcast as i'm saying this i'm thinking to myself am i saying the right things am i making sense 
are people judging me for what I'm saying? I'm very scared that whoever's listening, if you're listening, I'm scared that you're judging me, whoever you are, dear friend. You know, I feel like you're judging me. I'm scared that you're judging me. I'm scared that you're going to say, wow, this sucks. That's not how you do a podcast. And part of me is like, I'm actually not even caring about whether I'm doing the podcast right. You know, the most important thing for me really is making sure that people know that their illness is real and that they, the loved ones know that it's real. Um, so that people don't feel lonely. Because um, I feel lonely a lot of the time. Especially, I'm always like this when my body's sore and I should reach out, but it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be so hard for me to reach out, but I'll get there. I'm getting there. I'm really, really getting there. And, um,. And I also guess the reason why I started this podcast is because I saw that from the things that I was sharing on Facebook and on Instagram that had few people, you know, and by few guys, I mean like maybe five, maybe five, you know, maybe, maybe just over five, kind of saying, you know, my, my partner has a mental illness and you're sharing this I did not understand it at all like I did not get it it made no sense but the way that you share just Jay by sharing it really kind of it opened up my eyes to something I did not know was a real thing and I guess that's why I'm starting this so that for a longer I can have a I can say more stuff you know about what it's like to live with the mental illness and how depression is more than um, sadness, how bipolar is more than just like, you know, up and down, you're sad now, then you're happy. It's more than that. It's far more complex. How anxiety is, is more than worry. Um, so that's what really you can have, you can, you can expect conversations around that. And also, um, I think I'm veering off <laughs> talking about how it's more than sinus, but you get it. But um, I think I would love to didn't have a psychiatrist here to break down the neuro, the neurobiological, the neurophysical facts of depression and having a disordered brain that is actually structured differently. That the trauma. Um, and those things can actually affect the structure of your brain, you know, and, and, and really um, have an impact on the, 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 the various, you know, chemicals in our brain. And, and I'd love to, I'll definitely get a psychiatrist on to explain how that works. And um, One thing that I also read the other day, it said, you know, if trauma can change the structure of your brain, so can healing. And I guess that's why things such as psychotherapy can work and, and you know, meds, because it's just, it's about correcting that thing. But it is a long journey. Oh my gosh. It is a very long journey. I mean, I've been on this journey 
I've been seeing a therapist for over 10 years. I started seeing a therapist when I was in high school. Um, I was 15 years old. And um, I just, you know, there was a lot of... Oh, I lived for a very long time. I lived in a home that was unloving and unnurturing. And there was some emotional abuse and psychological abuse. And on a few occasions, there was just physical abuse. It was just a mess. And I think, obviously, there will be an episode on that. And so, you know, that's what led to me seeing a, a therapist at the age of 15. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that it's such a long journey and I've been on this journey for the longest time. And it's this year I saw, I started seeing progress really where I could be like, oh my gosh, I get why therapy is so important. I love it so much. And, you know, and I think I'll also just talk about therapy and I'll talk about this process of healing. It takes a long time. It, it almost feels like it can take 10 years to just take one step forward in this mental illness and healing journey. Um, and I don't say that to discourage anyone. I'm just saying it as fact. Um, but it's, 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 it's not a... It's not an easy journey because someone can be in therapy for a very long time, be taking medication, have the support of a family, and unfortunately still lose their life to suicide because mental illness is that it's actually just, excuse my language, fucked up like that. It, it, it burns, it kills, it is painful. You know, it's, I don't even know. I mean, I guess, I can't even explain it. I guess, you know, I'm not sure how cancer works. So I don't want to speak. But I'm assuming, like, you know, how someone can kind of, like, have cancer, be treat on treatment, be fine. And then, you know, um, I guess there'll be a growth of some sort. And then they die. You know, how you can go from, like, being in remission to kind of um, the cancer coming back and then you lose your life. And I think it's, I could say a similar thing about mental illness that one can be, you know, euthymic. So euthymic really, for me, who has bipolar means when my mood is stable, I'm not depressed and I'm not manic. And I'm actually just like, oh, I'm fine, I'm functioning and I'm doing life. But then one thing can happen that can send me into depression and then I try to take my life. Um... It's just, it's such a complex, 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 complex condition that I don't even understand as someone who has it. Um, but as I uncover things, as I learn things, as I discover things, I will share them as I feel things, as I experience things. I think on some podcasts, I'll probably break down and cry. Um... But this is just, I wanted to, yo, if you have a mental illness, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're in so much pain. I'm sorry that your brain is betraying you. And that your body is also joining the party. I'm sorry 
that you're struggling to eat and struggling that you're eating too much and struggling that you are finding it I'm, I'm sorry that sorry I'm sorry that you know if you're finding it hard to let go of um, of coping mechanisms that are really not helping you I'm really sorry you know I often think to myself that I will say like you know though my friends they're here to support me and I've got to lean on my support system I, I also think that I always say I have a responsibility to make sure that I'm going to therapy and getting help like doing all meds but it's not it's not always easy so I'm also sorry if you're struggling to take responsibility for yourself it's heavy it's really really heavy But while I'm here, um, we're going to we're going to talk about how it's more than sadness. We're definitely going to talk about how it's more than just sadness. And while I'm here, I'm going to talk about just how difficult it is to to live with this thing it's not a choice man it's not a choice i'm really looking forward to sharing really really i'm looking forward to sharing and i really hope that through all of this um people will find a place to call home and that, you know, we can all just know that it's okay to, to be navigating a very burdened, um, a very, very burdened existence because that's ultimately what living with the mental illness is. So, um, I think um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about why it hurts so much. That's what I'm going to talk about in the, in, the, in, the, in the episode, why it hurts so much to live with the mental illness. I want to really go into... Um, detail if you've listened to this entire thing thank you I look forward to sharing more here on the brilliance disordered podcast the official wounded resilience podcast